Blog Talk Radio. You ready for the show? You ready for the show? Black Talk, we are on table talk radio. The show for the black. Black Talk, we are on table talk radio. I am black. That doesn't mean I'm vulnerable to attack. I'm just like you, a human, red blood, emotions, a moving figure. But you're treating me like I'm about to pull a trigger. Cause I'm black, you put in the west on me. Oh, why, oh, why, oh, why, yeah. Black talk, you're around table talk radio. It's your to show. Here to unify black people, yeah. It's here to get you inside, get you more today. Black talk, you're on table talk radio. The show for the black. Black talk, you're on table talk radio. The show is the bottom start. Black talk, you're on table talk radio. Listen and get this pipe. All right. You're now listening to Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio, the biggest colored show on earth with your hosts. Well, just some guy named Jay tonight. I and Miss Ray will not, uh, well, she may pop in, but uh, she had a, so it's just me tonight uh, in with Reg, uh, additional commentary from Reg. He'll be showing up a little later. Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio is the number one live stream dedicated to bringing black folks together from all walks of life, teaching the importance of economic empowerment for our people, and showcasing the talents and abilities of black people across the globe. This is also the number one blog talk radio show that's not hosted by a convicted felon or a conspiracy theorist wacko, but hey. We're going to put on a great show just as good as all those people, too. So listen up. Tonight, our guest is mental health professional Shania Johnson, a.k.a. CJ, to talk about her radio show, her projects, and her upcoming web series, Therapeutic Adventures, and more. But before we get into that, I just want to say that you can download and install the Blacktopia mobile app on iTunes if you if you have an iPhone or Apple device or Amazon.com if you have an Android. All right. We'll also be taking your calls too. So uh so if you're streaming from a an app or a third party website or if you're on the Blog Talk Radio show, Blog Talk streaming it, just give us a call at 929-477-3872 and press one again. That's nine two nine four seven seven three eight seven two and press one and if you're already streaming from your phone and you want to you know want us to bring you on all you got to do is just press one because you already dialed the number if you're streaming from your phone uh before we get the show started i just want to give some quick shout outs i want to give a shout out to entertainer kendra d check out kendra d by visiting www.kendra-dee.com you know kendra d has a lot of great things coming up she's hosting some events uh, you know, hosting some events in here in Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, also has the Kendra D Experience podcast, and also Kendra D Uncut uh, upcoming web series that she has coming out. So check out everything Kendra D. 
you know, look her up, look her up on social media, check her out. Um, also get some of that awesome oxygen products too. Uh, shout out to oxygen products and oxygen rep Juanita. Uh, we'll have her on next week actually. And she'll tell you all, all about oxygen and how you can get healthy with that. Also want to give a shout out to entrepreneur, motivational speaker, author, TV, radio host, and humanitarian Ella Johnson. You can get more information on Ella Johnson and all that she does by visiting www.theellajohnson.com. All right, let's go ahead and bring everybody on. Uh, I don't think I have any co-host tonight. Oh, no, I, I think I do. No, I don't. There. Let's go ahead and just bring on the guest then. Shania. Hello, hello. How y'all doing? Hey, we're doing well. Hold up. Got to do this for you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I want to thank you so, for having so, uh, me on here. Oh, yeah, and I want to thank you for being here. You know? Almost definitely, definitely. Most definitely. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So um, so let's just get straight into it. For uh, for those that may not be familiar with you, uh, tell them about who you are and everything that you do, and then we'll get to questions and things like that. So uh, my name is Shania Johnson. A lot of people call me CJ, and I'm a Marine vet, social worker. Um, I am, well, I'm licensed in the District of Columbia, but I focus primarily on mental health and I'm also, as he mentioned before, I have a I have a few projects coming up. Um, I have a book that will be released very soon um, called Take What You Need. I have a project coming up focusing on veterans called Therapeutic Adventures, where we utilize Mother Nature as a means of therapy to help overcome depression and suicide. Also, that will be a web series on YouTube. You can check that out. And also have a podcast as well called I Thought I Told You, and every Monday I have a segment called Mental Health Mondays, and on Fridays I also have a segment called Generation of Silence, focusing on child abuse primarily in the black household that doesn't really get spoken upon. So those are just some of the things I have going on. Um, So hopefully you guys check it out. Oh, yes, we sure will. all right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the. Uh, well, there's so many things you got going on, but let's uh, let's actually start with the book. Take what you need. I know you're. It's not. Uh, I know it's not available now, but it uh, is it is it complete or is you still you still working on it or? We still in the works. I have a, a completion date because I want to have it published, at least begin the publishing before twenty, uh, before twenty twenty comes. I'm looking at a release date, we'll say around January 2020. We'll say around that. Um, I've been pushing things, but that's when we're projected to have everything on the go for the book. Okay, good, good. Uh, Also, callers, we're going to take you guys a little later in the interview. So uh, just, you know, be a little patient. We'll definitely bring you on. And uh, Reg, our additional uh, commentator, he's going to be joining us soon. He'll be grilling you and putting you in the hot seat as well. Um, okay. Now with, oh yes, now with uh, Take What You Need, uh, what are some of the things that you are talking about in the book? I know mental health, but just, 
Yeah, yeah, if you yeah. could break some, just, you know, some of what's going on in there, let us know okay, what's going so on in the book. When we think of take what you need, we think of, um, let's say, have you ever seen, like, a job board posting, and you you you, you, you take the strip off if it has a number, you kind of take it, you mm-hmm. rip it off? So with take it what you need, I'm kind of using that concept, but I'm using it as a more of a, the book is more of a transformative, so. Of course, you know, we focus on mental health, primarily discussing about what mental health is, kind of discuss some of those stigmas, somewhat coming from the black perspective, um, growing up, dealing with the ignorance of mental, my my ignorance, and also somewhat telling my story of how I helped overcome, dealing with my own battles of depression, and, and even, a, you know, a suicide attempt. And kind of telling it from a perspective of both the individual going through it, but also as a professional as well. And also within that, from the mental health aspect, kind of providing some tips and some of the things that have helped me to kind of help, you know, overcome my battles and struggles with depression. And also kind of give more of an insight of to what mental health is. And so with that, we also transform into trauma which was which seems to be kind of somewhat of a root of a lot of our battles with depression or even some people find themselves at the cusp of suicide and just kind of give that um, overview of trauma and, and its prevalence. And then as we kind of go from trauma, then we get into the steps of begin to start uh, healing and begin to kind of start loving ourselves. So we begin to focus on self, you know, where everything starts with self. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a crossroad. So in the in the beginning we focus on our mental health. We focus on those dark sides and and the things that kind of puts us in a spiral and and at that moment we focus on the root which seems to be trauma behind a lot of it and then we begin the journey of focusing on ourselves. And then it's at that point where we turn inward and begin to make that steps towards change. So when I say self, meaning we deal with our self-confidence, self-esteem. We deal with self-acceptance. And we also transition to forgiveness, and ultimately we deal with self-love. So as you can see, kind of take what you need. You you take bits of, you know, everything that we go through and we transform within the the concept of the book. And I I use a lot of my life story, my life background to kind of help give some insight as well as coming from a professional standpoint as well. Oh yes. Oh yes. Now, um, now I know a lot of, well, I know the, the, the meat of it is in the book, you know, so I know I can't uh, ask too much. I know we're going to, we got to direct the sales to the book, <laughs> but I do want to ask, um, oh yes, but I, I do want to ask though, what, uh, what, what led you to become depressed? Like what? Like why? How? What? What started that spiral downward to the depression? Well, I'll say this, um, man. When you begin to work on it and and kind of see, I would say a root of a lot of that had to deal with my childhood trauma. A lot of that was deeply rooted in in childhood trauma that uh, that I'll address, you know, in the book, and that kind of stemmed from a. A lot of that, um, it just, you know, one thing when we deal with depression, you know, is, is our our body, 
you know, our body tells us when there's something wrong. You know, when we're hungry, we get food, and when we're thirsty, we get water. Same thing with our mental health. There's something out of whack. You know, we do what we do and some of the habits we do. That's our mental health way of telling us, hey, something's wrong, something's wrong. And when I got to the point where I'm like, okay, something's up with me. I'm at this point. I'm I'm at my lowest low. I'm I'm crying pretty much almost every day for don't don't know why and I'm at this point where all I see is darkness and, and it's just a lot of things. And when you stop and to kind of begin to uncover that and much of that came from therapy and and um this kind of exercising and stuff like that to kind of help. But when you stop to kind of uncover a lot of that, a lot of that was deeply rooted in my childhood trauma. And I saw where a lot of that came from. And so once I got to the root, then I began to kind of help dress it and address it and heal and go from there, which isn't easy. So, yes. Mm. Now, you, now the childhood trauma that you did face, you're going to talk more about that. I mean, I know you're going to talk about it in the book, but uh, is yes. there anything that you want to talk about on here on the show, like anything that you may want to touch on or, you know, just to let people know um, what to expect? Well, yes, yes. So, you know, I, I, like millions of other black children, black girls, was a victim of child molestation, my stepfather, um, molested me when I was young for from the age of 11 to 14. But, and then I uh, actually 11 to 15. And I um, garnered some courage to finally speak up and speak out. And I told someone. And um, it kind of begins from there. But a lot of that I didn't address when I was, you know, a teenager. I didn't deal with it when I was younger. Um, I just kind of shelved all that in the back of my mind. I didn't deal with it. I didn't deal with that until it kind of got to the point, like I was saying, was battling with my surface level, the surface level of my depression, and it started to rear its ugly head. Then I'm kind of like, okay, I need to deal with this. And it wasn't until my late 20s, late 20s, um, early 30s, which I am, (laughs) that I finally, Mm. finally faced it finally faced it and uh and and again which with much help to therapy um kind of helped deal with some of that and 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 a lot of that I discussed was forgiveness and a lot of that you know going back to dealing with my own self-esteem self-worth and ultimately you know dealing with self-love so a lot of that was my own process and I find that when you are that statistic especially a lot of young black kids, we, those tend to kind of be some of the main roots and trauma is one of that. So, so yeah, so, so that, that pretty much is my childhood trauma in a nutshell and dealing with it, facing it and learning to, learning to forgive, which isn't easy. And, um, and getting to that point, we dealing with my own self-worth and self-esteem and, and just kind of go from there. But it was, it was deeply rooted. Okay, okay. Now, um, before we get into your radio show, I thought I told you in the segments and uh and the upcoming mm-hmm. web series, I wanna bring on a caller. Yes. Okay. All right. Call caller in the three two one five one two, you're on the air. Who is this? 
Ah, Trish, how you doing? Thank you. Yes. How you doing? How you doing tonight, Trish? I'm doing well. I I, I like this. Um, I'm glad. I I like the guests in the talking point. This is great. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Is there anything you would like to ask her, or or anything you'd like to bring to the roundtable? You know, um, I I just I. I was kind of uh, inspired by the what she was talking about as far as trauma and um, how, how many people, how many generations haven't quite dealt with their trauma and how it affects, you know, families for for decades and it never it, it, it almost goes to the next generation. It's 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 still not dealt with and it affects marriages. Yes. It affects relationships. It affects. Um, just the, your, the way you interact with people, and and we're just now beginning to identify with the traumas and and what that is, whereas before we didn't we couldn't have these conversations. Um, so I think that's like a step in the right direction. It's it's plainly progressive, um, and we we definitely need people like like you um, in your profession um, to kind of bring awareness and um, you know talk about these things. Oh, thank you, thank you, definitely. Um, like you mentioned, it, it it is definitely generational, and I I know my podcast. I have a segment called Generational Silence, and and just seeing how the the generations far back how it does affect it affects us, and then until we get to that point, or someone in the generation say, okay, hey, it's time to let's at least talk about it first. And, and just kind of get to that point where before we can even begin to heal, just kind of at least acknowledge it because a lot of it we don't even acknowledge. We just kind of brush it under the rug and just continue yeah. to pass it down. So, so yes. But thank you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really important. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, go ahead, Trish. No, I, I, I was saying I actually thought that they were pulling my leg when they said you could have anxiety. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes, yes, definitely anxiety, yes. Yes, anxiety yeah, is definitely. Yeah, so that's, um, that's just an example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anxiety is one of them, I think. I've dealt with it. Um more so alongside with my depression. They kind of tend to go hand-in-hand. Anxiety and depression tend to go hand-in-hand. And um, and there's levels of anxiety. But it's one of those where, and I kind of discuss this on my podcast, on my segment of Mental Health Mondays, of once we deal with that anxiety and know that when it's coming and how to kind of those steps we can take to kind of help quell it, and to kind of help overcome it, but it's definitely there. Anxiety is real, I guess. A lot of that anxiety kind of gets brushed under the rug. Is oh, you're just panicking or you're nervous. No, anxiety is real. <laughs> right. No, I. I mean, I really thought it was just kind. Of, I, I thought they were messing with me. I was like, no, everybody. I'm like, that's an emotion. What is? And I, <laughs> it was just so poorly understood. And like yeah. to the point where I. 
almost never heard of it. <laughs> um, I, I mean, this is this is maybe as as um, current as maybe 2010, 11, mm-hmm. where I was literally like, "Come on, we can't have it. Whatever, like, please, just give me a motor. <laughs> like, you know." <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I, I'm, even now I almost forgot to mention it because I was just like, "Whatever, I ain't nothing." Like, and I'm like, "See, this is what we have to correct." It's like, no, you yeah. got to talk about that because it's it's a thing, and it it's you know it's so poorly understood that we should be talking about these things. Yeah, yeah, and and that's kind of one of the things I'll discuss in my book. You see, when I talk about mental mental health, um, and a lot of it because I was ignorant to a lot of things growing up because it's how it was perceived. Like I didn't know what mental health was. You know, I had no clue what I just, you know, I attached it to something crazy. That was what my perception of mental health was until right. I found myself actually actually being depressed for real. And then when I you know, went to graduate school, you know, just for social work, then yeah, I became formally educated on mental health, but more so the formal education, but mostly me actually going through depression and actually needing to take care of my mental health. That's where most of the education came from, in addition to the formal education. And then actually working with clients and getting some of the clients and actually seeing it. So it's kind of like, oh, wow, this is real. This is, and so... In my book, I do talk about a lot of our ignorance where it may – I can't speak for everyone, but I know where my ignorance came from or what mental health and some of the stigmas and the perceptions of where we may think. And I think Hollywood plays a lot in that too, you know. So, But, it's you know, it's like you said, it's just a lot of us, either we don't know or we're just ignorant to a lot of things, but that's okay because, I mean, we don't know what we don't know. And, and so I think how, having that discussion – Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you. How do you, um, how how do you explain to people the difference between like things like anxiety, depression, and what we would consider crazy, or or even so that they understand that, you know, not all, not all mentally ill people are mm-hmm. axe murderers, for example, but. But, you know, it, it's, right. it's it's a different category. It's different from, oh, no, you just, you're not crazy of anxiety. You're not crazy of depression because we've kind of, out of ignorance, lumped it together. Like, oh, you're crazy. And it's like, that's not fair. That's, that's, that's not right. You know, that's incorrect. Um, it's right. not, no. not crazy. There's neurosis and then there's psychosis. Right. No, I that's agree. Right, it, girl. It, it is a lot of yeah. it. Oh, I'm sorry. Hello? No, that was a sound effect. That was a sound effect. Keep going. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay, no, but you're absolutely correct, though. It is, a lot of it is ignorance. And a lot of it, kind of when I peeled it back, I know for me, it was stemmed from Hollywood. A lot of it came from, like, either our family. We didn't know. I mean, and I can't speak for every black person or, or every black family, but there tends to be somewhat of a perception amongst black people when we attribute mental health, we attribute to as crazy, at least for my family coming up. We, we There was really no discussion. So, and looking back at, you know, Hollywood kind of, society. Well, I ain't going to say society, but they play a part in how we view mental health and how they would depict someone uh, in a straight jacket or in a mental institution. And so we attribute that to crazy. Look at the movies, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. 
or uh, mm-hmm. The Shining. So, you know, a lot of Hollywood kind of plays a hand in that. And then I, I think, uh, you know, that's what we kind of attribute that to. And, and so it almost became taboo. You know, we have yeah. that one family member or there's a person we see that we, we would say what not quite right or they ain't all there. And that's kind of what we attribute that to. It's kind of almost taboo, mental health, like, oh, they're crazy or they're not, you know. So when actuality, uh, that's where a lot of, I feel like a lot of stigmas come from. And we, right. that gets passed down. It, it gets passed down. And then and also it wasn't discussed a, a lot. And, and, you know, back then, I'll probably say like 10, 15, 20 years ago, now that it's getting its, its, its just due shine, about mental health and but crazy is definitely one of the main stigmas though we attribute to mental health oh you're crazy and you, you're doing this and, oh just do this it, it's 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 one of the key stigmas and that comes from a lack of knowledge and ignorance of what it is and how it affects people and and also how important those stigmas play a role in people who deal with um those mental illnesses and, and disorders and how some people are afraid to even discuss it with people for dealing, you know, being um, stigmatized and stuff. So it's huge, and I do talk about that, it, you know, the portion of that in my book. But yeah, I agree. It, it is it is heavily stigmatized, but I think now it's 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 a, a light is being shined on mental health, and I do think the conversation is getting started, and we kind of dealing with those stigmas and, and I do address that a little bit in my podcast as well. So yes. Okay. Oh yeah. So oh yeah. Now uh, we're gonna get ready to take a break. Uh Trish, would you like to hang out with us a little longer? Um I don't have a co host, uh-huh. so you're welcome to keep the questions going if you like. I don't have a call tonight, so you wanna be a unofficial co host tonight? <laughs> sure. All right, cool. All right, and we're also going to bring on Reg, our uh, you know our commentator, on after the break. Uh, you're listening to Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio with some guy named Jay and our guest, Shania Johnson. And, uh, hey. yeah, and, uh, and <laughs> yes, CJ and uh, and our and our uh, and and Trish. All right, let's go ahead and uh, we're going to play this song from Kula Von Seal titled Hobosexual, and we'll play some commercials, and then uh, we'll be back. Hey, girl, what's up? Hey, what's up with you? I'm just chilling. I called to check on you. been? You already know. I'm saying, though, like, okay, so last time I came through, I was like, wow, oh, boy, real coffee in the crib, ain't he? Well, yeah, you know, we getting there, we getting there. Girl, I saw a do-rag, a wave brush. Okay. It's a dog there. Okay, here it's a we dog go, there. here we go. Ah, uh, you do too much. I'm just saying, is the dog there? Yes or no? Well. Okay, all right. Okay, so uh, before we go any further, I'm going to ask you one more what, question. What, what, what? Is his gaming console at your house? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Or no? I mean, he, he likes he like his ass Okay, okay. So I'm going to tell you, you, you my friend, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. You might be with a hobosexual. A what? A hobosexual. A hobosexual. Yes. Hobosexual. No, it's the real thing. Okay. 
Hobosexual. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Whatever. I'm going to have to look that up. What is a hobosexual? Hobosexual. A person that uses their sexual prowess to establish a place to live.
to empower young people by providing a life skills program that promotes positive values, healthy habits, and education through community development, culture, and awareness, resulting in real-life power. The World Changers Program is a network of youth working collectively for positive community change. ABC2's signature program, The World Changers, is for young people ages 10 to 24 of various academic levels, demographics, and all those living in Halifax, Warren, Nash, Edgecombe, Wilson, and Northampton counties in North Carolina. So, if you would like to sign up a child or volunteer with the program, just email CEO at abc2nc.org. If you would like to make a donation to the World Changers program provided by the ABC2 Foundation, use the Cash App and send to abc2nc in the spirit of community. Excuse me. Welcome back to Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio, and I'm some guy named Jay, and we have our guest, CJ. And uh, before I bring everyone back on, let me go on ahead and bring on our additional commentator, Reginald. What's up, Blacktopia? How's everybody doing today? Yeah, we're doing great. Hope I got to give you one of these. I was, I was late. Well, my fault, my fault for the tardiness, everybody. My fault for the tardiness. Oh yeah, it's all good. Uh, now you know during this, uh, during around this time, we usually have uh, the black facts with Miss Ray, uh, but Miss Ray is not here today. But uh, but what we'll do is uh, we'll chop it up with you for a minute before we bring on, you know, bring on the guests and everyone else. Uh, so Reg, how's everything going with you? Everything is definitely going good, Jay. Everything is definitely going good. You know, trying to finish up the semester strong. Been listening to like a lot of good music. You know, trying to build off my brand a little bit. You know, living life. Hope this. Hope this. Hope good comes to you too as well. You know. Oh yes, true indeed, true indeed. Um, and you also have a working on a a, a website project called called Sonic, Sonic Revolution. Evolution. Yes. 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 Could you tell the audience about Sonic Revolution? Uh, so so far, Sonic Revolution will be the ideal place where I talk about, you know, certain review, certain music, and certain topics, and also give a firsthand look about myself as the journalist, besides myself as like the music part. So hopefully, it will be a way to educate people as well as give out my thoughtful opinions about certain things that's going on in the entertainment business and around the world today. Oh, yes, true indeed, true indeed. Uh, so, yeah, you guys can check out Sonic Revolution at www.sonicrevolution.blogspot.com. Hold on, let me see if that's the right link. <laughs> uh, make sure the URL is right, correct. That's correct, isn't it? Yes, Sonic Revolution, yes. Sonicrevolution.blogspot.com. Definitely, y'all check that out indeed. Um, new content coming on there. and. Uh, Oh, yeah, so let's go on ahead and bring on the guest, bring the guest back on. Uh, okay, just bear with me. I'm doing the show. We don't go on because it's ready. We go on because it's 9 o'clock and it's Tuesday. All right. 
CJ. Hello. Hey. Oh yeah. Now uh, let's let's also bring on Rich, Trish Rich, as well. Right here. Trish. Yes. Thank you for holding it down, being our honorary co-host tonight. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How you doing, CJ? Hey, how you doing? Doing good. Doing good. How about you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I can't complain. Oh, yeah. Now, Reg, I don't know if you got a chance to catch any of uh, what we discussed. We were talking about mental health and, and breaking the stigmas, the generational curses and things like that, and where all this is coming from, and uh, and how we can uh, end that moving forward. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so, yeah, just jump on right in. If you have any questions for her, you know, you can go ahead and ask them now, or we can pass the mic around. And also, anybody that wants to join the discussion, give us a call, 929 four seven seven three eight seven two and press one. I know y'all like to inbox me and stuff. Hey Jay, can you ask it? No, no, no. I'm not doing that. You guys gotta call yourself. <laughs> you know, also if you're in Blacktopia in the Blacktopia Facebook group, also join the live discussion thread that Raven posted earlier. So uh, you know, you, you want to talk to the guests without actually calling in and without actually inboxing me saying what to say, uh you can do that as well. Well, definitely give us a call, 929-477-3872 and press 1. And uh, if you're streaming from your phone, all you got to do is press 1 and we'll bring you on. Okay, we got somebody that wants to talk. Uh, let's go ahead and bring on this caller. Caller in the 864-340, you're on the air. Who is this? Hey, what's going on? This is uh, Ikrani. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing just fine. How about you, sir? That's great. That's great. Um, you know, I wanna say salute to you and um the good doctor um for having this conversation. And um I probably would have a lot to say, but I want to take the time out uh to ask the question. Uh as it has been cited in and 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 I this may be a loaded question, but hopefully you can follow me. I won't be too confused. But um, the question is going to be geared to the mental health um, of us as as black folk. And um, this has been a one I've been able to evaluate through the works of folks like um, Dr. Francis Cresswell, seen even with mm-hmm. Umar Johnson. And being uh-huh. able to, I guess, give us a more honest look at, you know, uh-huh. our mental crisis that we're dealing with. But um, a lot of people say, well, hey, because I was having this conversation with some quote-unquote white Americans the other day. And a lot of times uh-huh. it is encouraged to, uh, for us to forget about the past. There's no uh-huh. way that we can live in the past. But when we look at our current day status and we look at the European, we look at westernized culture, don't they uh-huh. live in the past as it relates to, you know, supporting their pride, having pride for what they believe in, still flying the flags of yesterday, singing the song uh-huh. that they were able to conquer and seize 
territories and yesterday they sang and, and, and have reenactments. My question is, is it as equally important for us as black folk to be lodged inside our greatness of yesterday as it relates to reconnecting to the greatness of our ancestors or even the high and low parts of our ancestors rather than just, you know, uh, leaving it off to the side and saying, hey, let's go forward? I think, I think, and that's a good question you brought that up when you mentioned Dr. Francis Chris Wilson. And um, I do think it is important for us to uh, go back to our past because they say you can't move forward unless you kind of rehash some of the things in the past. And for us as black folks, I don't know if you've um, studied and read, but uh, look up. Her name is Dr. Joyce DeBlue. She's a sister. She's also she's she's phenomenal. She has works on, and she uh, also did some research on post-traumatic slave syndrome. I'm not sure right, if you right, heard right. of that. Right. Yes, she, yes, um, That's what I was actually referring to. Yeah, post-traumatic slave syndrome. Dr. Joyce DeBlue is is, is awesome, and um, she talks about that. And a lot of us, for us. A lot of that stems from slavery. Those generational, um, a lot of the things that 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 goes on with us is generational. And a lot of it stems from slavery. And and it's and it's it's it, so yes, it is important for us to go back and address the past because not just as generation as a people, but as an individual, you do have to address your past in order to kind of heal and move forward. Because a lot of the actions of the past is what uh, you know, what we haven't healed will continue to affect us, you know, right. going, pre- uh, going forward. So if right. we, as an individual, you have to do that. So as a people, yes, most definitely. Right. So that is very much important, if not just as, instead of just going forward. And, uh, and to kind of add to what you mentioned, a lot of us don't want to address the past. We just want to just move forward. And I think that does more harm than uh, at least acknowledging, you know, hey, we have a, this is what's going on with us. Something isn't right. Okay, so where is this rooted in? Where is this coming from? And, you know, as you can see, a lot of it for us as black folks stem from slavery. Um, but, yes, yes. So, yes, I agree. It is just as important, if not more important for us as a people to go back in our past and and. and Acknowledge it and and try to heal it and or even acknowledge the greatness in the past, but we do have to address our past. That is a must. If we have to do that as an individual, we definitely have to do that as a people. Right, and 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 I and and I definitely do. You know, again, like I said, I, I thank you for your input on that, and you know, in, incredible answer. And um, you know, it's just almost kind of like simple science and math, right? Just if a car was yeah. broken down on yesterday and it was giving yeah. you trouble yesterday, there's no way you could put mm-hmm. that car or you shouldn't put that car on the road, you know, without looking to create more and more trouble and problems. You know, and that's mm-hmm. what, you know, even if you have an athlete that's been injured on the sideline, you know, what that yep. doctor is going to do first is go back in, ask questions. How did you hurt it? Where did where uh-huh. does it hurt it? And they're going to fix the problems that happened in the past in order to pass them them up in the now, and then to start the rehabilitation process. That was my next question. 
is that, you know, and I'm not waiting for the same people that caused a lot of these atrocities or have caused uh-uh. a lot of this trauma to now restore and heal us. So my question uh-huh. to you when we're talking about mental health, when we're talking mm-hmm. about at the core of everything that we participate in, lives, there is mental health. And, you know, either the greatness of that or either the lack of. If our mental health, if we're both agreeing that our mental health has not yet been repaired, where is it that we go to get that? Because I've been a person that I've gone to church, I've gone to a lot of many religions, but I just didn't find mm. the path there. Where is it that we go to get the psychological, mental, uh, I'm going to even say genetic repair, mm-hmm. you know, that our, that our ancestors actually, uh, you know, accrued on yesterday's that I actually passed down genetically, like you say, through the post-traumatic slave syndrome. Yes, yes. So, and to kind of re, um, kind of reiterate your question, you want to know where can we go to seek this help and counseling? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. How, how oh. like, and that's basically, and and to me, it's not yet there yet. But how do you feel mm-hmm. like we handle these issues? You know, even with you basically being a doctor of you know mental health. How is it that you feel like we as as the individual and also the collective start to get this restoration of mental health that we need? Okay. The real, so before the real I address, restoration. The real, so before I address your question, I kind of want to correct that I'm not an actual official doctor. Um, I do have my master's in social work. I, am, I have my licensure for licensed graduate social work for D.C., and I've worked with um, in the mental health field as far as with clients and and uh, and whatnot, but I'm not clinically licensed. So I kind of want to put that out there that I'm not officially doctor, um, but I am of the mental health field, but I'm not clinically licensed in order to be called that title doctor. So I just want to, you know, throw that out there. I appreciate that. Sis, yeah, cause, but, but but to me, you're still a doctor. Uh, I, but I oh, well, appreciate it, it but I want to, because I, 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 you know, I want to throw out credentials that I haven't achieved yet. Yes, sir. But I yes, want sir. to. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So I just want to, you know, because I don't want, oh, you're a doctor, you know, just, just kind of want to throw that out. So, um, yes, ma'am. But as far as getting that help, it's out there. It's out there for us, the counseling. And I think a lot of our people, because we've been so ingrained with religion, with Christianity, and that's been yeah. predominantly uh, uh, brought upon us. That's how we kind of tend to deal with our mental health, and we give it to God, you know, and right, that right. that should be right. it. Well, and I kind of I'm going to talk about this in my book too. Not his. So when we deal with our mental health, it's all encompassing. Some people turn to spiritual acts, whether you're Christian, you're just spiritual, whether you're Islamic or whatever. But spirituality does play a role in our mental health. But to say that we turn all our troubles to God, I think that's just, it. it it's, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not going to be to quite, yes, dangerous, to, to, to bluntly put it. Because now that omits, you know, ownership and any type of responsibility or acknowledging on our end 
And so, but that help is out there as far as those counselors. And there's there's therapists that look like us. You know, we may not be the majority, but there's black therapists, black psychologists, psychiatrists, um, black counselors. They're there. And I know one of the... One of the ways of going about seeking that help, they have an online, it's called Talkspace.com. You can go online and seek therapy. You can find one that looks like you. I know for me, when I was, when I was, you know, when I got out of the Marine Corps and, 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 and they, I finally was in counseling and therapy, I finally got a therapist that looked like me. And, you know, I felt more comfortable. Now, a lot of times we're not going to always want to find one that looked like us, and that's okay. But you learn to take what you need from that therapist, you know, and and just kind of keep going with the rest. But that help is out there, and I do think just leaving it up to religion is dangerous, like you said, and that should not be the only core way of going about dealing with our mental health. Right. Oh yes, true indeed. Well, we got some uh, we got some other callers in the queue. Definitely, thank you. Is there any other thing you want to say before going to the next caller? Hey man, that was great. Uh, you know, great dialogue, and I can definitely appreciate that. Great show. Thank you for your question. Thank you. Thank you. Thank definitely. you. Sue. Oh yeah, thank you for calling in. All right, let's go on ahead and go to the next caller. Caller in the three one four. Three eight one. You're on the air. You know, on the issue of mental health, what's your opinion? Is same sex relationships married? Is that a is that not mental health? A mental deficiency, mental health problem? Um, no, I, I would say, and then back in the day, I'll probably say back in the ooh sixty seventies, it was in the DSM manual as listed as a mental disorder. Now for I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh DSM manual. It's a it's kinda like a manu- manual that a lot of clinicians use, therapists, counselors, psychiatrists use that has like the disorders, the list of disorders on there and it, you know, gives you like it talks about it and goes into depth. But they took that off. Well let me as, ask you another um, question. What about religion? Do you think religion is a mental health? No, I do not. Religion in itself is it's not a mental health. Um I would not say it's a it's it's a mental health issue. No, I wouldn't say that cuz everyone well, deals with religion a different I way or um, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, Paul. I just want to say a quick question. Uh, I, I don't believe that it's a disorder, but I think that some people uh, get too obsessed and too. Uh, I, I think the obsession uh, may be yeah. a mental d- disorder, but they don't. But it's the, not the religion itself. And those people that are obsessed, they use that. They just latch on to religion. You know. Uh, what about like the same? Like, what about the same sex arrangement, sir? What's your opinion on that? Mine or uh, his? You've already, yeah, young lady uh, has already gave her opinion. Well, I mean, that's, that's just not listed as a mental health. That's not listed as a mental health disorder. So that's that's not necessarily an opinion. That's that's just a fact. It's not it's not identified as a mental health disorder anymore. Right. Right. Well, and you, sir. You 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 follow the same um, line of thinking. 
I I don't have a strong opinion about it. Uh, honestly, I I do think I don't think that it's actually a a. I'm one of those people. I don't think that it's a it's a it's a, a choice for some people. I do think that it could be something. If not mental, it may be something. Uh, maybe chemical. No offense to anyone that lives that lifestyle. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you know trying to. Uh, uh, belittle it, but I think it it might not be something that it's uh it's not like hey you know what I want to be uh you know I don't want I want to I want to be uh, uh be attracted to the same sex today I don't think it's it, it's uh is that ABC simple I think it might be something when you have when you have transgender thoughts where a person at eight o'clock in the morning think they're male then at noon high noon they think they're female what's your there's nothing there's no mental problems going on there. Now, with that, um, that is known to be called gender dysphoria, where the they, this, the feeling of being in the wrong body or having a wrong body, um, they rule that as gender dysphoria. Now, I do it, believe that – oh, go ahead. What are you saying? Yeah, that would have to be a mental problem. Let's get back to the other questions. Throughout mm-hmm. the history of mankind on this planet, planet Earth, the – issue of same-sex arrangements, whether the marriage or however, has always been looked at as a mental problem. When you go back to the oldest religious text that you can find, it is a problem. And then we say people that's indulging highly or too extensively in religion, they have something wrong with their mind. I think it's a lot of confusion that's going on here. In my point of view, if it was in the AMA journal as being a mental problem, then at some point in time between then and now, you have had some political changes, maybe basically some buy-off that has put it in the limelight where it is today. It does not change from being a mental problem. Cancer does not change from being a a major disease in your body in the 1960s and now is the same, has the same effects, but it's giving something of a lesser astute. So I just wanted to see what people had to say about that. And you well, know, in I, other countries, in other countries, it can get you deaf. In, in uh, Iran, if you are married and you're caught on the down low, you would get hung. So this society here has made it what it is because of the political wranglings. When you go to other societies, and you know the key thing about that, you have political leaders that try to entice, indulge, and coerce other countries into taking down its defenses to that under the pretense if you want this money from us, you got to do that. That is totally wrong. So it has to be political. Anyway, I just wanted to contribute well, that's an interesting question. That it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a coercion. I don't think it should be seen as a coercion. And also, if you're not if you're not if you're not gay, how can you de- determine what is a choice and what's not? I personally feel. I, I, I first of all, I want to make it clear I'm hetero, heterosexual. I'm straight, but I feel like as a heterosexual straight female. I can't speak for what that what that is. I can't, and also I'm not for, you know, sex reassignment surgery. I think the idea is actually awful. The, the idea well, I got a question of, before you, before you before I hang up real quick. Parents, 
Parents are in charge of their children while they're underage. They know best right. for their child. Should not a parent say, I don't want my child to be taught by a teacher who's of that persuasion, especially if they demonstrated by having pictures on the desk or if the other half of their arrangement come to class and they embrace in a certain way. I think parents have a right to say, I don't want my child to be taught in this classroom. What's your opinion? Well, you're, I, you're I tra- Sorry. Your children shouldn't be Hello? exposed to any kind of sexual misconduct whatsoever, whether it's gay or straight. Now you call it misconduct. No, I'm talking about anything that is sexually explicit. Now, that's not sexually explicit. If you just have a picture of somebody's spouse, that's not sexually explicit. But if the parent says that they don't want their child to be exposed to that, then the parent has a right to know best for their child. Well, they should live in a a colony by themselves and with other like-minded people. I don't think they should live in a colony. Well, they have they're protected. They're, they, well, you live in the world. They're you protected the world, by. You, you're doing your job as a parent. They live in the world. Unless you live in an isolated place like the Amish do, they're going to be exposed to it regardless. What you should worry I'm about gonna, is I'm going to chime in. Exploitation. Well, I'm uh, real quick, uh, before you chime in, let me add this little bit, if you don't mind, please. Mm-hmm. There's some countries I've been into, Ben, and when you go through the airport, there's a sign at customs that tell you what's permitted and what's not permitted. They don't even permit heterosexual affection demonstration in public, less long same sex. Go ahead, which ma'am. Is, I'm sorry for interrupting. Which makes sense, which is why this, which is why it is you know, it doesn't make sense that we're choosing when to be conservative. I feel like if you're going to be conservative, be conservative, whether it's heter- whether it's straight or gay. I mean, if you're just talking about someone having a picture of their family or their spouse, if, as long as it's not sexually explicit, I don't see what your your point is. Is, is, is. Are you worried about having to explain that some people are gay or some people are straight? Now, if you want to tell them that's wrong, then you have every right to do that. But as far as saying like I don't want my my te- my child's teacher being gay, you I don't think that that is is um, a, a a healthy way to look at things. I mean, there's no way that you're going to keep your child from knowing that there's gay people or transgender people in the world. You can only explain to them that there are these kinds of people, and and well, we're I not understand talking. wanting to protect them. We're but, not talking about I mean, the world. We're talking about the classroom. And I have okay, seen cases where parents didn't they, want. Unless they come in with a whip and, and, and a whip and some kind of out, I mean, explicit sexual, um, I don't know, setup, then I, I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's explicit. I don't understand. I don't understand well, like what's Drake, explicit about a picture that's not well, well, explicit. Well, I have seen cases where uh, a teacher had a strong accent because they were foreign, okay. and the parents say, well, I want to move my child out of this classroom. And that's based on the fact that this person is foreign. They have a strong accent in a pronunciation of the English word. But I still contend that a parent has the right to say, I don't want my child to be in this classroom. If so, you have... so let me chime in. So, Go ahead. So you're kind of of the ilk of, and I want to chime in as, a person that is, uh, I am lesbian, identify as lesbian, I am uh, homosexual. Now, you it sounds like you're kind of of the ilk of more so for parents' rights. 
is that more what you're leaning towards, or is it or is it more so of understanding of of homosexuality? Well, no, it, it's just that if you you can you can respect that type of acting, but you don't have to accept it. Now you say that you are a you you practice in the psychological field. Now, if me knowing and asking you if that's your persuasion, mm-hmm. I would prefer not to use you as a doctor. Now, that's my right that's to fine. do That's so. fine. That's your choice. You, Absolutely. You do have that right. So the same thing should apply with my child in a classroom. As a parent, yeah, you have the right. If you don't want your child in that particular class for whatever reason, then, yeah, as a parent. Now, I can't, you know, it's not. I don't know. It depends. As if you talk on basic rights as a parent, then yes. If you don't want your child around this person or that person, then yes, you are legal guardian to that child, and you can don't want to have to. You don't have to have your child there. Well, now, absolutely. If we're yeah, if, if that if that's where you're coming from, the ilk just then yes, technically. And, and it's based on the fact that the law, uh, the laws in this country has accepted that. Uh, I know countries now, where I'm from. I, I go to my wife is from that they don't accept that. So that's the law of that country. You can ex- respect that type of behavior, but you don't have to accept it. And by submitting to the acceptance of giving your child or sacrificing your child to that environment, I think a parent says she should have the ability to say, "No, I don't want that. My child has to be put someplace else." You're, you're you have that right as a parent. Well, However, they do it on Pledge of oh. Allegiance. I see parents take their kids out of the classroom because they don't want to pledge allegiance to the flag, right? And technically, that's true. They, I mean, if they don't want their kids to don't, you know, pledge an allegiance. However, um, I guess kind of what she was mentioning, there's no way to omit your child from uh Seeing, you know, two same-sex couples, or because it's part of society and it's everyday life. Like, well, you yeah, you're right. Talk but how I go about explaining to parent, my as a like you said, as a parent, if you go to a mm-hmm. doctor and this doctor, you have a type of doctor. Like, no, I don't want this doctor. You have every right. This is as, as you know, with your child. You know, there's certain type of therapists that I don't necessarily deal with for whatever reasons. But that's my right. So yeah, absolutely. In, in, in terms of rights and and choice, and as a parent, yeah, you you have that. And, it's, and as far um, as it being in society, even though the child sees it, I have a right as a parent to explain to them exactly what it is that they're looking at. Right. Yeah. You do. I, and I you agree. Do. I, I even said that. Yeah. So if I tell my child that uh, I think there's something mentally wrong there. Then that's me, uh, my opinion, uh, what I've given to my child. Now, of course, when the child becomes grown, they have a right to take on whatever type of attitude or opinion that they want. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think that's kind of what a lot of us, you know, our parents told us this growing up and and we come up under this and this is what our parents told us, but we get older and we kind of form our own opinions and thoughts around whatever subject that is. So, yeah, you, you're right. All right. Well, I just want to put that out there. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. All right, caller. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. All right. Well, um, that's um, about to wrap the show up. Um, uh, Reg, is there anything you would like to say? Yeah, I had a few questions I was going to ask her, actually. 
We're going to stop at 10, but we can go, we can, we can uh, keep it going. See, you have, you got enough uh, energy to go a little. Just a oh, little I'm good. I, I'm game. I'm game. I can keep it going. I'm here. Okay. Trish, okay. you going to hang out with us a little longer? I'm still here. All right. Reg, ask away. Okay, okay. So, um, how you doing, Ms. Johnson? I hope you're doing wonderful today. I'm doing good, so, Reg. I'm, I'm doing good. I'm very good. So, I was going to ask you something about mental health. I don't know if you haven't even discussed yet, but do you feel like a lot of black men are just scared to talk about their mental health these days, or do you feel like it's the other way around? They're just not willing to break away from that stigma of that, if, you, if that makes sense. I get what you're saying. I think it's a bit of both. I would say uh, it's a bit of both. And ooh, I couldn't say which one's pulling the other stronger. But I would say it's a mixture of both. I wouldn't say scared, but it's more more so not having a way of going about it. And and that's where that stigma comes in, the perception of black men and it's supposed to be um, unemotional, tough, strength. That's what a lot of black men symbolize. And so when, when the black, black men discuss their emotions, it's kind of unheard of. And, 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 and you know, talk about that. So it is that stigma that still lingers. And, and, and in some of them, it is somewhat of a, a fear, a scared, because of them want to be perceived as this or as um, or however it is labeled as that. But it is, it's, a, it's a bit of both. And I... Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, CJ, you made that point. I just want to add add on to what you were saying. Um, but you can make that. Uh, you can go on ahead and sing that, and I'll I'll, I'll add in. Oh no, you can go ahead. You can go ahead. Oh go yeah, ahead. well, I was also going to add. I, I think really society itself kind of shapes that um, a lot. I don't think just just men on their own just say, "Oh, I'm not going to," you know, seek the help. Or uh, I, I I think society. Especially in our community, black community, uh, it's like uh, we make it like it's something wrong with it. If 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 if, if, if a man wants to express himself, or uh, you know, or, or seek help, or he has a, even if a guy wants to emote, you know, it's like if, if, if a black man wants to emote, uh, some people think there's just something wrong with that. You know, it just it, uh-huh. and, and that also makes that also. Uh, uh, makes black men not want to express themselves because of those types of things. Uh, you know, I, you know, I, um, I think society, uh, if it, if it, I don't know, it's a lot of societal things that I think would have to change in order for black men themselves to, you know, want to seek the help and things like that. Uh, you know, I, um, yeah, that's that, that, yeah. <laughs> No, I agree with you, Dad. I agree with you. It is societal. I think a lot of it is societal, and that's where a lot of the stigmas come from, kind of going back to those overall stigmas as a people, you know, going back to slavery. A lot of that where the black man is perceived as strong, the black man is trying to protect the overall as a family, so therefore he doesn't have room or time or space to deal with his emotions. And so societal Mm -hmm. doesn't help because he has to be portrayed as this, or he must be the protector, the provider, the family. And also not to mention men are perceived as unemotional anyway. 
So that's the perception. And which isn't true because both men and women have emotions. It just, you know, just depends on which one you want to tap into. But I agree, societal um, as well as individual and both afraid and also not having that safe space to do it, that environment, that environment to do it. I, I could, I, I mean, I'm thinking of one time I remember dealt with a client. He was a black male, young black male, and um, we met met with him, and and, and he just kind of unloaded and just went in about a lot of the things, his trauma and stuff like that. When given that safe space, it's a lot easier. And just kind of reassuring that it's okay to talk about this or what's going on. It's okay to address your mental health and to kind of push back on what society is saying what you're supposed to be doing as a black man and how you're supposed to be. No, no, no. It's okay to address your mental health. You are human just like everybody else. So I think we're beginning to kind of have that conversation, uh, um, especially dealing with black males and, and mental health. So I think that's starting to, to get discussed. Yeah. I, I, I definitely agree with that. Definitely. And I, <clears throat> I also um, looked up that you also have a new web series. You also have a new web series. Um, that's, I think it's called Therapeutic. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Yeah, Therapeutic Adventures. Um, Therapeutic. So I, I, I came up with that concept because um, Mother Nature is one of the, one of the main um, coping mechanisms as far as healing, dealing with depression and suicide. Actually, it's my favorite. I love Mother Nature and just kind of reconnecting back to Mother Nature. And it kind of serves a reminder of that we're all, in the grand scheme of things, when it comes to Mother Earth and everything, we're all kind of minuscule. We all kind of play our role. And and, and nature kind of reassures us and brings that back. And with therapeutic adventures, it's kind of different aspect, the way of dealing with therapy and Mother Nature and just kind of going on adventures, whether it's to the beach or going hiking, just finding healing and therapy just within nature itself. And I geared, well, it, the, the web series will be for everyone. And I'm in the process right now of creating a program for veterans, and I'm going to open it up to everyone else, veterans that are dealing with depression and suicide that have those symptoms or that have that diagnosis for depression. I'm, I'm, I'm gearing a program for veterans, and then I'm going to open it up to everyone else. But therapeutic adventures, just kind of as a means of reconnecting with Mother Nature in terms of healing, dealing with our depression, and and dealing with suicide, because I think Mother Nature does kind of play a role as part of We kind of tend to forget about, you know, going out in nature. And I'm just saying, like, going out in the woods, but just even going outside for 10 minutes and just taking deep breaths and just recognizing and looking around, looking at the trees and stuff like that, so... That's kind of what the gist of Therapeutic Adventures is. And I actually just filmed, I filmed the first episode a few weeks back, uh, compiling everything so I can get that going for you guys, the very first episode out there. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's what I'm working on. That's very good. Okay. Well, um, before the web, hopefully that you have very good success with all of the adventures that you're doing. Um, they are very admire the work that you're doing regarding mental health. And I feel like these day, this day and age, people need to 
really looking to mental health and just looking to the history of mental health and just not be afraid mm-hmm. to really talk about it. So I was definitely respect and admire what you're doing, Ms. Johnson. Thank you very much, and I wish nothing but great success to you. Thank you. I had a question about your um. You mentioned your website. Was it Sonic? Was it uh? Um, correct me. Was it Sonic? Oh, yeah, I got, I got, yeah, I got it wrong. Um, it's actually uh, it is Sonic um Revolution, but it's Sonic Revolution Blog dot Blogspot dot com. <laughs> That's the link. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. You, you mentioned about um music and the industry and kind of give thoughts and opinions. I kind of want to have, uh, get your uh, take on a few things as far as uh, what's going on now in the industry and in music. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. Are you, do you have the time or are you able to? to... Yeah, ask them. Yeah, ask oh, So what, what do you – I haven't – now, I haven't um, listened to his album yet, but – have you listened to Kanye West's album, Jesus is King? And what are your thoughts on that? And do you feel that he is genuinely heading to, uh, you know, transforming uh, who he is, you know, going from this person, you know, I guess transforming himself musically or wherever he's doing, or do you think that this is just all a ploy just to, sell some records and because I just read today and then I bust out laughing that he charging people fifty dollars to get into the church. So I you know, I just kinda wanna hear other people's thoughts on that. So, yeah. Well, I thought well, the church was already doing that. <laughs> he was already doing oh, okay, well you know I'm behind no, 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 I, thought, I thought the church I don't I thought the churches was already doing that. Oh yeah, churches? Already. Well yeah, that's a whole yeah. <laughs> He's actively yeah, charging fifty dollars to get in. Yeah. So I want to know yeah. your thoughts on that. Well, with all due respect, Ms. Johnson, I stopped supporting Kanye West a while back ago. Okay. Now, I do I do admit, like, when I, I, he was a very dope, t- talented musician, rapper, but lately the antics, the what he said about slavery, I just don't even listen to his music anymore. And regarding the Jesus King album, uh-huh. I'm not supporting it. I'm. I, I told myself I was never going to listen to it because I just feel like this is just a calculated move on his part just to get the just to get the listeners listeners um, sympathies pretty much. And the fact that you guys say he's charging fifty dollars just to get in his church that just says it all right there. Because the things that he's doing and he's trying to transform through his Jesus King is no different from what a televangelist is doing the ones that you see on BET late nights and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So that's mm-hmm. why I can't re- I can't really bring myself to support that nonsense. Right, and right. This is coming from okay. somebody. This is coming from somebody that her late registration had a copy of graduation. You know. Mhm. Well, okay. What about college dropout? Oh yeah, college dropout. Yeah, I love college. Oh songs. yeah. Okay, yeah. This, I heard a few uh, songs off this new album, and it's not—it's not all that it's trash from what I heard. The song I heard. There was actually one song yeah. I actually thought was okay, and I can't remember the name of it actually now. It was, <laughs> but for, for the most part, it was whack. From what I heard. 
Yeah, I'm hearing that it was whack, and I'm also hearing I'm, I'm, I don't hear in between. Either people don't like it, they think it's whack, or people enjoy it and they listen to it. Mm-hmm. But as, here's the thing, you got me. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I didn't mean to cut anybody off if I did. Oh no, 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 go ahead. But here's the thing that that album actually made history because he tied Eminem's record for number one because he it's like the ninth album he has that's number one right now. So what does that mm-hmm. tell you about the listening? You guys all That's say y'all don't support Kanye, but all of a sudden, why is his album still number one in the charts and stuff, you know? so Right. Well, is it safe to say a lot of his core fan base is white, or do you yeah. feel like black people just kind of just let him go by the wayside? Well, I can't really speak uh, for every black person, because mm-hmm. there's still some black people that I've read, I've known that they still support Kanye no matter what. Mm-hmm. But realistically speaking, I feel like the ratio between the people that the blacks that listen to Kanye is wearing thin right now because but his, his alignment with Donald Trump and this is a guy that every single day he's always talking controversy like look at the state of the country today, you know you're you're buddying up with him and stuff like that. You dying your hair blonde, Pete. The your fan base is gonna look at you real different and stuff like that. You know. Ice Cube made that song stay true to the game, and it's still definitely relevant today. And looking at Kanye uh-huh. right now, it's definitely real right now what's going on with him. Like, he's definitely trying to – he's definitely desperate to get the black fan base back. Like, the gospel we've, – we've all seen it with, like, a lot of black celebrities and black artists when, when it comes uh-huh. to them going through, like, a controversy and whatnot. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that tends to what what happens when when something happens or they say or do something or they antics or whatever. Uh, what what's what's the what's the what's the, her name? Um, the the woman from Mary Mary. Oh. Um, she made a comment or something about a couple years back, and folks just kind of obliterated her, and she just have been. Rec- and then what's and another what's her name artist? Chrisette Michelle. You know. Um, yeah. A lot of yeah, so that happens, and 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 now it's like nowadays, it's it, your 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 reputation with black people is irredeemable. You can't even exactly. you got to basically do something, you know, cure cancer. Even then, black people ain't gonna forgive you. Like you just you you're done. And- and um, it's sad because, you know, with Tina Campbell of Mary Mary and Chrisette Michelle, mm-hmm. they have a very strong black audience and whatnot, very strong black audience. Yeah. We also have to look at the audience, too, because the audience, they'll see, you know, oh, you're buddy, you're buddy up with Trump or, oh, you're a black Republican. They'll automatically mm-hmm. label you a house leader or they'll automatically just look at that on you. Like, back in the day, we mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of stuff like that because, you know, back in the day, Sammy Davis Jr., I think he endorsed Richard Nixon or something like that. And a black uh-huh. audience, some black audience, you know, felt some type of way about that too. But in this day and age, you know, with the over-excessive, the over-excessive ignorance coming from Trump, then people are already going to say, oh, you're a Trump supporter. Okay, yeah, we're going to move it along. So we're going to all move on to the next thing because, as you can see, Mary Mary is not the same anymore because Erica Erica is over here getting a lot of success on her own. And Tina's mm-hmm. over here on Fox News doing God knows what. And now, you can even throw Stacey Dash into that, too. Yeah. 
Now, uh, now, didn't Chrisette Michelle uh, she uh, play at Donald Trump's uh, inauguration? Yeah, yes, she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think she that's did. what she yeah. called her flat for. She did. She uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. she yeah, called her car revolt too. <laughs> right at the moment, I think they charged her. Uh, they they paid her. I think it was seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, and and to perform, and she did. She took it, and and that that was it. That was her reign. Uh, I haven't really heard from her since until until she came back to talk about Kanye, huh? <laughs> yeah. See, Kanye Kanye kind of doing the damage on his own, and like you. Oh, Reg, I agree with you. Like last year, his antics with the slavery and and when he made that statement, that that kind of I was, you know, normally I don't really let celebrity kind of like rile me up, but that kind of really pissed me off with him, and I was very upset with him when, when he made that statement. And a lot of people came to his rescue, and well, he's dealing with mental illness, and which I do think he is, but I can't use that as a you have to take responsible for your your actions. Like you can't keep using that with him forever. And a lot of people, well, his mother passed away. We can't keep Kanye has to be held accountable for the things he said. So a lot of strong supporters of Kanye would try to sweep that under the rug and use excuses to kind of cover him up. But at some point, Kanye has to be responsible for what he says. And I think with him making that comment, that rubbed a lot of black people the wrong way. And that really, because I don't think it was so much the Trump. I mean, yeah, him endorsing Trump, it was kind of like, all right, dude. But when he made that slavery comment, it was like, okay, you know what? That that kind of was the nail in his coffin for a lot of people. Exactly, because I'm, I'll go, go, dude, were you about to say? No, I'm sorry. I'm just really amazed that, you know, he, he wants to act like he's special when it comes to saying the wrong thing and thinking that he won't be right. crucified and it's like right yeah you want to preach how human you are and that you have mental illness and that you got um liposuction when you get called out for for making messed up comments and it's like kanye you just like anybody else if you say something messed up you're responsible you want validation right. from twitter you want validation from white twitter but you don't care about what black twitter has to say that's your flaw right there. Yeah. You don't want to take responsibility yeah. for what you said. Yeah, you want to give us this little, you know, weak-ass apology, but let you put that hat back on again. I'm not going to be over here like, oh, well, he's got mental illness. No, you need to be Mm-mm. responsible. No, it's, it's right. truly responsible. Millions of people have mental illness, and we can't keep using that. As, like, no. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah indeed. And let this let this be known that his father was a former Black Panther too. Let that. I didn't know about. that. Wow. His father? You said Kanye's father was a former Black Panther. Ray Rest. He was a former Black Panther and one of the first Black photojournalists at the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Hmm. I didn't know that. I knew his mother. Okay. Wasn't his mother like a professor? Professor at a. She taught black studies or something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. She taught at Clark Clark Atlanta University. Wow. So he grew up knowing, you know, he wasn't an ignorant kid. And then, and wow. then he had a nerve to say slavery was a choice. 
Yeah, that 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 personally rubbed me the wrong way, just because it's like, come on, dude. You, 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 I don't know what's, I don't know if this elitism, because you know, yeah. coming from an, he's out of touch. A, yeah, he's out of touch. What do you feel about Reg? Like, what do you feel about a lot of this black Hollywood as a whole, and them? trying to dip themselves into the toes of society and try to remain in touch, but at the same time, like, I'll I'll give you a prime example, T.I. What do you feel, because T.I., you know, he's, lately he's been on uh, this social justice dude, pro-black, but a lot of his antics never quite matched up with, like, with the whole Iggy Azalea thing, how do you feel about T.I. and, like, where his stance at in, in, in his as far as dealing with black folks and his celebrity. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. As a lover, as a lover of his music, I have to say that you know, it all reflects on how real you really are because I've I've seen T.I. you know talk about you know blacks and he talks about how we should better ourselves, but then I see this other T.I. you over here slut shaming your wife. And stuff like mm. that, and I'm just, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, are you really real with the person you're trying to portray? Like, I would respect it more if, you know, you had more. If you just said, like, you know, I made a mistake, I'm sorry, but he continuously does all these things and shit like that. You know, the social media rants too. I just feel like, how can you come out and try to be a leader of the black community when um you over here doing? all these things like disrespecting your dis- disrespecting your kid's mom and stuff like that too. So it just makes me think. It just makes me think and shit like that. I mean, excuse my language. It just makes me think about, you know, how real, how real these people really are and if they really want them to show that, the, to be like them and stuff like that, you know, it takes the whole concept of being a role model and what exactly is a role model. Yeah. Hmm. Because I, I, I just think looking up to a lot of these black celebrities as a means of, being, like you said, a role model and, and, and a voice, a, a major voice in the black black community and center for a lot of black issues and stuff, you take that with a grain of salt because to, if, I'm, if I'm to be honest, I don't put anything past, and I could like that artist, but I don't put anything past them because to me they have an agenda. And I feel like lately, especially black artists, you know, they're capitalizing off of black pain. We still getting shot out here in the streets and getting killed by by these white cops and police. And I think it's a trend for them now. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I just, I don't know. I look at everything because Hollywood just, I don't know. You know, a lot of them have their hidden agendas and, I just, I don't know, I look at them like, man, are you sincere when you speak on black people? Are you, you know, where's this coming from? And I don't know. And then with the Jay-Z move with NFL, that really made me, I, that rubbed me the wrong way with him. And I don't know. I just wanted to hear other opinions as, as far as, you know. There's a, there's, a few, there's a few instances with all of these artists that we've mentioned where, there was a right message, but wrong messenger. You know, not mm. every, not everything Kanye said was wrong, but 
we we still got to hold him accountable for the things that he did say that were wrong. And he needs to hold himself accountable, too. And he can't be on this, I'm Kanye, I can do what I want, I'm just going to put on the hat so I can be a rebel. It's like, no, Kanye, like, you can't do stuff like that and expect us to be like, oh, poor thing, pacifying you. No. Right. And I totally agree. I agree. And, you know, as far as T.I., like, I, I I respect the thing, the good things that he's done, but you're right. There's a lot of stuff that I've you know know of and remember from you know since day one that I'm like, mm. but you know what? The the good things I think with him somewhat outshine the bad. With Iggy Azalea, he kind of made the comment where he said that she kind of tainted his uh, career or something like that, something to that effect. And mm-hmm. I mean, I just laughed at that, but. Um, I mean, you got to take the good with the bad. You kind of, you, you, I, I like that he brought that. I'm sorry, what is your name? Reg. Oh, um, yeah, I'm glad that Reg brought that up because it's like we still got to talk about those things. We still need to remember, yeah. like, hey, yeah, bro, like we got to we gotta put them in check when they are wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, okay, yeah. you know, uh, T.I., you did this right, but, yo, bro, you need to do better here. You need to treat your baby mama right. And that's exactly right. what you need. Get that balance. We need to know how to cancel. We need to learn how to cancel. We need to learn how to hold people accountable versus like, yes. you know, kind of imbalance with it where it's like, oh, we're just canceling people just because we don't like their yes. shoes. It's like, no, we're we're we are actually with a sound mind going through, combing through, and saying, okay, now this is destructive. This is destructive mm-hmm. because. And, you know, we're not going to give you a pass just because you're God, Kanye, and you're you're all of a sudden preaching about Jesus now. No. Mm-hmm. So I hear yeah, all of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I, I think a lot of with this cancel culture, it's so black or white. And like you said, if you breathe wrong, oh, you're canceled. And I, I, I disagree with that. I think, like you said, let them know, hey, what you said or mentioned in this particular incident, you know, didn't rub people the wrong way or hold them accountable. I don't think because people can change and they can redeem them. You know, people, human, they can change. Right. Um, I don't agree with just canceling them and writing them off, cast just because. And 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 then kind of playing the contrarian. A lot of black people are not going to agree on everything that we supposed to agree upon as black, you know. So you have mm-hmm. to take that in mind or you just we just gonna dismiss them because they don't you know, they're not holding up to what we feel like they should be agreeing with us. Like I don't I think I don't I don't agree with canceling just because and honestly, I, I this is my opinion. If a black celebrity if you want to support trump cool that's you i can't tell you who you need to whatever but when you say erroneous things that uh-huh. like kanye you know with the slavery and all that, mm, that's where you want to get checked you know and right whatever because people differ in who they feel they should vote for i that's you know but yeah i do agree with checking them and whatever so, yeah. yeah. I just thought it was Don't interesting. You cancel them because it's like, no, 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 no. It's It's been determined after so many times of 
you messing up. Uh, no, no, this isn't. Or it needs to be something serious, like with the R. Kelly thing. It's like, no. Nah, yeah, like you just took the words out of my mouth. I was just about to say him. <laughs> that, that, I think that canceling was, was completely um, completely uh, justified. It's like, okay, yeah, you're doing weird things with minors. You're canceled. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> That was healthy. Yeah, that, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, Kelly is, yeah, he's pretty much, that's not Kelly, even, man. Kenny, he's done. Yeah, <laughs> he's done, and I think, I I think a lot of what he was doing was, had been going on for years, and everybody knew he just was protected. Yeah. He was protected, and it's like. And and then like you know to uh, with him, I think he's one of the many fishes in the pond of what goes on in that mm-hmm. industry. Like, and I'm just like y'all just caught one fish. There's others. Yep. Yep. There are others. And then you know with yeah, the documentary. You said what? Oh, sorry. What was that? I said, um, you know, with the documentary coming out too, you know, all all of a sudden, all these artists, they want to just take their songs off with them all of a sudden, like Celine Dion and Lady Gaga and stuff like that. But I'm just like, yeah. where was this? Where was this all this time? Right, right. Because people all of a sudden going to look at, you know, R. Kelly, they're all of a sudden going to look at him saying, oh my gosh, he did this, but. There's been other incidents besides the Aaliyah thing, like he was accused of sexual harassment too in the late nineties. And two people don't forget about that. And it's just like a just a lot with R. Killer. He's just in another area at this point, you know, when it comes to that. He has. He's been protected for so long and it's like you like y'all which when that when that movie what was it the movie that came out earlier this this year, Surviving R. Killer? I didn't watch it. But I just kind of like y'all didn't notice people were legit shocked now. Exactly. With, with the, I'm like, this ain't new. Like Kelly, you know, I'm kind of like y'all really surprised that this is. Oh no! But a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, but I guess a lot of people didn't know to the severity of what he was, what you know really was going on. It wasn't a surprise to me. I was like, he's been doing this. Y'all haven't, <laughs> you know, like Jay-Z and all of them knew. A lot of people knew. It's a part of the problem, really. It's it's like we were choosing not to see because we liked the mm-hmm. music. But honestly, I didn't need any further confirmation. I didn't need to be persuaded anymore. I, I, always, I right. always got an icky vibe from R. Kelly. Always. Never. I mean, yeah. I... I don't know if I heard an inkling of what was going on with Aaliyah or what, but I just never, and that's me personally, I just never really, I don't know, never found it attractive, always felt gross listening to him. Now, is he a talented artist? Yes, he's a talented producer, artist, all those things, but eh, dude, you kind of, because a lot of people, we try to separate the man from the musician and the artist, but this one you can't. You can't not like you. You just can't. Yeah, it's very hard. <laughs> yeah, 
because he is talented, and I give him his props for all he's done in music. But you're also a predator, and you married an underage artist. Aaliyah, did, what did yeah? Didn't he marry Aaliyah? Yeah, there was a yeah. I remember that. I remember learning about that, and I'm just like, how are we still just like okay with this? Why? Is right, this I'm like. Uh... It's but it's just being treated like it's it's fine. It's fine. Just keep going. It's I'm fine like, no. Yeah. It's it's I don't know. And then it's just kinda like you know what R. Kelly reminds me of? And you may draw these parallels. R. Kelly reminds me of we talked about like generational trauma and you know, especially when we deal with child sex abuse and I'm not gonna go too in depth with this topic because it's heavy, but when you're dealing with a lot of child sexual abuse, especially in a black household, he's kind of like that uncle that everybody knows that has molested their family member, that child, but they sweep him under the rug because he's a favorite or everybody loves him. But right. the victims are like, no, this happened to me. R. Kelly is that person in the black family, that, that uncle that is a predator, but they sweep him, sweep him under the rug. And yeah. still, now everything's coming. I don't know why they, I just drew that parallel. That's what he reminds me of. And people yeah, are that's a good coming out. Oh, yeah, that's that's a good, uh, you know, metaphor and analogy for it. Yeah, yeah that's what he reminds yeah, he me of. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, um, yeah, a lot of uh, great uh, points were made. Tonight, um, was there anything else anybody wanted to discuss before we uh, wrapped it up? I'm good. I appreciate you having me. I'm good. Definitely, definitely. I'm also, good. before we go, also before we go, CJ, plug everything. Just plug links, social media, everything you want to plug, just go ahead and plug it. Okay. All right. So you guys can follow me on social media. You can follow me on Facebook at Shania Johnson. You can follow me on Instagram at CJ Eyes Wide Open, all one word, Twitter, CJ Eyes Wide Open. Um, you can go to my YouTube page. I have the Therapeutic Adventure set up. You only see the promo video until I pull up the first video. Um, but YouTube, Therapeutic Adventures. Podcast, you can follow my podcast on Blog Talk Radio called I Thought I Told You with an exclamation mark. It's on iTunes. I thought I told you it's on Spreaker.com, and it's also on Anchor.fm. It's called I Thought I Told You, um, and that's it. Oh, yes, definitely, definitely check out all the links. Definitely check out the book when, when it drops in January. Uh, you don't have to go home, but you got to get off this thing. Good night. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, yes, thank you all. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night.